What's up, everybody? This is Zach. Amy. And Judah. With Be A Light. I was waiting for Shad. I know. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, We're just, just right now. Yeah. His, his mod Drake has graduated. So yeah. So he, he had to go support her. Yeah. You know. Be the good son. Yeah. Congratulations, mod Drake. Yeah. Of Shad. I don't remember his name. <laughs> Ginger. Ginger. Congratulations, Ginger. <laughs> For graduating your education. I never really go by your name, so I'm pretty sure that's it. But if not, you said the wrong name. Congratulations, Chaz mom. <laughs> that's a great story. <laughs> I'm uh, sure it is. As you can see, we've got a, a table. Ooh. Yeah, it's that, round. It's round instead of rectangle. Yeah. And we'll we'll be adjusting and trying different things out, but Hopefully it'll allow for this motion instead of like looking at the yeah. person's the yeah, back of someone's head. See each faces, <laughs> yeah. So, so um, tonight's episode was originally I, I don't even know where I want to go with all of this, but he has to do it now because we started the video. So hot. yeah, um, bring it on. I wanted to talk about like misconceptions that people have about Jesus or Christianity or just the Bible in general. Because it's it can be difficult to like even believe like just the basics of our beliefs and everything. Um, so I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that tonight. Um, you know, you can't pass it on. <laughs> yeah, you gotta do some more slaying over here. Because like. Just talking with more and more people, I've come to see that people don't fully understand what's going on. Like, why do we believe these things? Why do we think that this guy in the sky, like, sent his son to die for us? Or, you know, how do how does he talk to us? Does he really talk to us, you know? Or are we just thinking these thoughts in our heads? You know, how does one guy dying on a cross save us from, you know total damnation and all of this and it just that's where it kind of started as but it, it i feel like it's just making a case for christianity when it really comes down to that people are loved like regardless if they believe or not they still love like i still love them like somebody i posted on my instagram like you know misconceptions about jesus and they're like that he lived and i was like I didn't know how to take it at first. It was kind of like, well, really, you know, like I wanted to like put on my scholarly hat and be like, well, there's 12 things, at least 12 different things that prove that Jesus lived that's outside of the Bible that confirms him, you know, being alive, having followers, doing miracles, because there was one, it was somebody that served the emperor that was doing an investigation into the church that said that he like came from Egypt and was a sorcerer. Like he was like doing healings and all of this, so like and like there's multiple things that talk about Jesus and that he had a following and that he died and then his body went missing, mm-hmm. and that his followers continued to follow him even after his death and they started growing. That's why people were so afraid of the church that weren't in the church was because it was gaining really really quick traction mm-hmm. and. I just find it absolutely hilarious that 
you know, not so long after that, Rome went from this pagan, like, you know, empire to mm-hmm. being a Christian, like, <laughs> Christian yep. um, empire. There we go. I was trying to figure a word out that was an <laughs> empire. But it's just hilarious that, you know, from one point it was like, okay, what is this thing? You know, this guy's, you know, a sorcerer and all of this to... Oh yeah, we believe in Jesus, and then the Roman Catholic Church came out of that, and it's like all of these things stem from just one man. Yeah, and you know what? Even if he wasn't, you know what he was saying was it still changed the course of history, mm-hmm. regardless. So, yeah. Well, like, <clears throat> I mean, like there are these like historical documents and everything and um i mean like the other day in my students like history book it was like it was very vague but it was like talking about how there was like a they were talking about rome and it was like there was like this religious uprising or whatever and they were equating it with like jewish people but it was like around that time of Christ, mm-hmm. <coughs> but it's like if we get into like a scholarly debate, I think people will always be able to yeah. bring their own um, well, I mean, like you look at um, something like evolution or whatever and it's like there's tons of scholarly evidence for that but it's like um i don't know when you're talking about that like i was thinking about um john 17 like when jesus is praying for us about us and he's like you know that they would be united and that they would be one and like you know there's that (coughs) old song that's like they will know we are christians by our love and it's Mm -hmm. like nothing else proves him more than showing his love yeah and i think there's a lot of reason for people to have doubted or to have had misconceptions about him because he hasn't been represented well yeah (coughs) and um I'm not saying that we are perfect <laughs> representations no. or anything like that, but um, like, because like I mean I grew up in the church and in Christian schools, and it was all about um, like we would have these Bible classes and everything, and I mean they were great. Um, one of the Bible teachers that I had is someone that I respect very deeply, um, Mike Rollwagon. But, um, you know, there's, like, a religious aspect to it where it's, like, okay, you're, because this was, like, high school. (coughs) It was, like, you're about to go out into the real world, and you need to have this case for Christ and, Mm -hmm. like, this kind of thing. And, like, um, and honestly, like, by my senior year, like, I had gone through depression and gone through all these things and i was really like i pretty much gotten to a point i'm literally in a christian school 
you know, went to church and everything, but I was kind of like, I really don't know if God is real because everybody's telling me that, um, like depression and all these things, it's just a part of who I am and I'm going to have to deal with this. And it was like, why would I want to serve a God who represents this? And (coughs) I mean, that in itself is a misconception that God, you know, wills, um, you know, sickness and things like that on us, that it's part of his plan or it's part of our wiring. And it's like, no, that's not how God made me to be. And, um, and I mean, the people around me meant well, and I think it was like, they really just didn't know how to deal with it. And so it was like, well, and a lot of it, I think, is just that we base our, or we create our theology based on our own human experience. And it's like, well, I continually experience death, therefore death is just a part of life. Or I continually experience sickness, therefore it's just a part of life. (coughs) And, you know, but that's, you know, we're, that's not what we're called to. And, um, I I mean, that's just in my own life, like what I've experienced and it's, I want more and more just to represent his love well because, I mean, that's what it talks about in Corinthians, like, 13, where it's talking about, you know, above all these things, love is the most important thing. So, um, I mean, that's what that's what represents him the best and I think what cancels out a lot of misconceptions. You got anything? Not yet, no. Okay. <laughs> um, as you were talking and everything, I... Love is such a powerful thing, and a lot of people have not experienced the kind of love that God gives. And not to dog on the church, but the church has been a place where a lot of people go that need love, that haven't experienced love, so... They attack what they don't understand. They attack people because they're they're walking out their faith as well. They're trying to get where God wants them, but instead of focusing on themselves, they lash out. So people get this get church hurt, mm-hmm. uh, and that distorts their view of God or Jesus. Because well, these are his followers. And they're doing this to me. Why, you know, this isn't his love. This, you know, and then it just builds a case up against Jesus. And I think that's something that all of us, because you know, I have to, I have to check my heart. Hashtag check my heart every now and you know, daily actually, because like my flesh, I'm just like, like I just want to like, if I could smite people, that would be a bad thing for me to have because you know. I, I'm just being honest. Like I'll, I've always wanted like for, the force and all of that. I know I'm getting off and kind of, but there's a reason why we have to let go of ourselves and submit ourselves to God. So we're 
becoming more like him so we're not hurting people. And I think people a lot of the times are having that as a view or they know somebody that's been hurt in church. And when somebody gets hurt or has a bad experience, it's like going to a restaurant. When it's good, you don't leave a review. When it's bad, though, what do you do? You tell everybody about it. Mm. You know, it's like, man, don't go there. I don't know. I do the opposite of that. So I don't know. <laughs> if well, it was bad, I'm like, I'm not going to say anything about this. Like, well, a lot of people are like, well, it was bad. Or, you know, it's mm-hmm. any kind of experience. Like, the bad usually outweighs the good. That's like yep. when you're you're teaching a, a child, like, you have to give more positives. Like, it's, I can't remember the ratio. It's like... 10 positives and one negative or whatever. Like it's a little bit more than what it is. So it's, you know, the negative usually outweighs the positive because that's how our minds have been warped over time, Mm -hmm. over the years. And I think, you know, when people get hurt, well, they didn't, they didn't show me love and they treated me this way. And then these other people haven't been to church and this one friend goes and like, well, I was condemned because of this then guess what? They're going to be like, man, I'm, they're going to condemn me too because I'm, I'm doing this, mm-hmm. you know? And it's, it's just, we need to show people love because Jesus, the religious leaders of that time, they didn't love people. They loved the law mm-hmm. and they loved themselves and money and all of that kind of stuff. But Jesus was showing the, the thieves, the tax collectors, the prostitutes, the sick, the blind, all these people that were outside of that religious system that would be shunned and just treated poorly, like he was showing them love because he came to love them. And I think that's something that, you know, I've even got to do a better job at is like just showing people love because they need it more now than ever. Mm Mm-hmm. I get you get you going yet. <laughs> I always have stuff, but um I mean there's there's always a lot of like you know, you said the mean sky wizard or the big bearded mad guy in the sky. Yeah. Or who's just like people do picture him and it's less and less now. Um and I saw I had someone actually say this point, um they're talking about the reason for atheism mm-hmm. and they were like, he's like, what if the reason for atheism is to have it? So everyone forgets about this way that he's been portrayed as this mean giant bearded man in the sky and they get, and they forget about him. And then we re present him mm-hmm. and we're able to present pro- him properly that he's not this old white Republican in the sky (laughs) 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 and who's, who's just against your women's rights and all these things and all that. Mm -hmm. Um, of course there's a misconception that people think they have to clean themselves up. The big one, as I said, people think God's angry at them. So they don't want to go to him because like he's angry at me Mm -hmm. or I've messed up or, or their parents were Christians and they were angry, always angry when they were messing up. So like you said, they project it on the God, but it's, if Scripture says He loved us while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly mm-hmm. while we were yet sinners. How much more now that we're not? I mean, He He. So if you actually get in the Bible and you start to see He's actually God's never been mad at us. Yeah, He's never been mad at humanity. He's been mad at the nature. And that was He. It wasn't mad at. Um, 
uh, Peter, when he turned and said, Satan, get behind me for your thoughts. He was addressing Satan. Your thoughts are Mm. always towards man. He wasn't mad at at Peter. So you begin to see when the Lord was uh, addressing things in the past, he was addressing the nature that they were of. He wasn't addressing them. Um, And he had the law so they could see what nature they're of. (laughs) Then he had the prophets to say, now there's a savior coming who's going to bring that. Um, But the same person who talked about atheism, he he talked about um, if we'd stop counting our conversions and start counting our conversations, we'd start seeing a difference Mm. Uh, because people want to start making have so many conversions. And I, um, I've seen this was just having just just talking with people, being real with them, not having a ploy or anything, just showing love to them. Um, random acts of just, Hey, can I buy your meal or whatever? And sometimes they let you and you hang out with them and talk. You don't have to talk about Jesus or anything. Um, but you just leave them with that. And now if you mention, you're going to most likely mention you're a Christian, not just to throw it in there, but it's going to come up because it's going to come out of your heart. And then they're going to see this guy, you know, bought my food, loved on me, didn't say anything bad about me, anything like that. Um, and you start to see Jesus in that because Jesus, he went and hung out with the tax collectors, the sinners and all these people. Mm -hmm. Um, and he just spent time with them. You don't really see him. You see really the mindset he had with the woman caught in adultery is the mindset he had with them all. When they they were bringing judgment, he was just like right in the sand. He's like, uh, where are those who condemn you? And he's like, well, neither do I condemn you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And he said, he even said, I don't even judge you guys because he's like, if you don't believe me, then the words that I'm speaking, they're going to judge you. They're going to be your judge on that day. I don't judge you. I'm not even speaking my own words. So the words I'm speaking are going to judge you and they're not my words. Um, um, but there's like, uh, as far as the misconceptions of Jesus and Christianity, I mean, that's where apologetics comes in, mm-hmm. but even apologetics goes too, um, too far yeah. in the rationalistic debate. Yeah. Um, no one's usually, I don't know of anyone who's converted, like, oh, I listened to a good old debate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I believe, you know, once mm-hmm. people, and the people who are going to bring up, like, oh, did he exist? The second you try to show any evidence, they're going to have plenty of evident, evidence on their end, too. Yeah. They don't, they're set to not believe it. Jesus, the religious leaders, they set, they chose continually mm-hmm. not to believe. They chose. Yeah. And the scripture says they chose. And, and he did this, and they chose not to believe, and they chose. chose it's a choice. Mm-hmm. So a lot of misconceptions. Like, I don't get into this stuff. I don't look it up because once someone goes into that, it's there's no debating that I can do that's going to change their mind. It's only going to mm-hmm. be through my life lived yeah. that is either going to prove their point or disprove their point. It's not going to be through any, I mean, they might come up in conversation, but that's usually when that's happened with me, it's after I've spent like a year being their friend, not yeah. bringing these subjects up, not going, hey, what uh, misconceptions do you have? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there you go. Mm. We made a mess, guys. Baptized on the table um, tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, and same guy, because uh, he's just had a whole thing about this atheism and everything, and he's like, well, me with atheists, He's like, I asked him, I was like, well, okay, what's the, what God do you not believe in? Because I might not believe in that God either. Mm, yes. And so he has them explain the God they don't believe in. He's like, well, I'm an atheist too. <laughs> in, that, yeah. in that perspective, you know, I don't 
I don't believe in that God either. Mm-hmm. And that usually throws them for a loop because people, <laughs> they immediately think that person has the exact knowledge of God that they do. Yeah. And that, see, that's the mis- misconception really is on the Christian's part. Yeah. And it's not even on the world's part. They're gonna be like that. But if we get over the misconceptions that they're angry at us, that's why, that's why people who fill themselves with news, 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 and they're news Christians <laughs> yeah. who were Fox saved <laughs> pretty mm, much. Yeah. Um, they have the gospel of the news, but not the good news in their heart. <laughs> um, they're angry all the time. Yeah. They're wanting to stand in for their points, their views, Christian nation, Christian, Christian. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They have no love left in their heart. Mm. And it's, um, it's horrible. And they don't get out there and have conversations. The second someone says, oh yeah, I'm more of a democratic or liberal review. They're like, boom, boom you're yeah. a snowflake, blah, blah, blah. But they don't have any room for mm. conversation yeah. the second they hear that. They don't want to hear, okay, well, hey, well, may I know how you got there, you know? Or well, just have a general conversation and be yeah. like, oh, yeah, okay. And then actually realize, oh, we don't differ that much. You're not an extreme leftist. I'm not an extreme right. What? Or or just any any point yeah. like that. Christians have, we've, we're slowly boxing ourselves in with our own misconceptions of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the enemy has made us think they're our enemies. But our battle is mm-hmm. not against flesh and blood, Scripture says. We no longer, um, we no longer um, hold anyone according to the flesh, not even Jesus. Like we look at no one according to the flesh anymore. And if we would begin to go, like you guys are saying, in love, because love doesn't prefer its own. It's not going to take its own judgment on someone. It's not going to see him and be like, okay, they're this type of person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to go up to him and just start talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just where, cause I've learned that in my own life where you start stepping out and you start talking to, to I've talked with nihilist, atheist, Satanist, all the ist, every, all the religions, all the beliefs I've talked with them all. And they all either come from this point or that point, And there's no need to debate. They don't want to even debate, you know, they can debate and they will, but if you just show them love. Over time, your love, your life will prove your your point, whatever point you could have debated, um, and have an effect. I have friends who life's going through, and I've had, so because here's the here's the funny thing. You think you have to prove your point to those people, but I'll have nihilists and atheists, all these people who say I don't believe in God or whatever. They're like, pray for me, and I'm like. I don't say it to him, but in my head, I'm like, but you said you don't believe in God. So my prayer is useless, right? And and I know they say, oh, it's just, you know, out of respect for you. I was like, well, you don't have to ask me to pray. Yeah. And so I just think this man, sometimes I'll call him up and be like, why you want me to pray? And they're like, well, because they go through stuff and they're like, look, right now, <laughs> I could use anything, but I'm like, ha ha. There's, uh, <laughs> it's in there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's that constant one. The Lord, because you know, I've I've had like ten plus years of this, and my character has not always been the best. The Lord's been really working on my character, and how the character is what shines through the more, through those relational times, you mm-hmm. know, where you have those people who are state they're this or that. Um, when really, I've learned most of everybody, even most Christians, don't know what they believe. Yeah. They've held on to one because they found more comfort in it. But yeah. really, when push comes to shove, they're all going to ask you to pray. Yeah. I, I don't care what belief they are. They've all asked me, can you please pray? Can you keep them in your prayers? Can you 
Can you pray? Can you, just their statement of saying that makes me know that in every man's heart, mm-hmm. there is the want to believe yeah. in a God that loves. And the reason they come, and see, that's why I had a, a friend call me with a situation, and I'm like the only Jesus in their life. Yeah. And are we representing, see, like, that's why I think this important point is going towards the Christians' misconceptions on the world, mm-hmm. misconceptions on how things are going to go. Yeah. Um, even when I think I need to go evangelize, the thoughts that come in, you're going to have, most people are going to spit at you and get like violently angry. And they typically don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so like the enemy wants us to see them as enemies, but we need to be Jesus in these people's lives. We need to be, we're growing, we're growing in that image. But if we know love is the main focus, we can be that proper image. One that'll destroy their misconceptions Mm -hmm. because all of them, like I I reiterate this, they have all come to me and say, Hey, can you pray for this? Can you pray for this? And some of them, it took time. I had one time where I, I brought out, I was at KFC and I brought out flashcards. I handed it to everybody. I was like, can you write down something? I can pray for you about, and everyone's like, yeah, sure. And there's one guy who's like, no, he didn't even take it. And I was like, okay, man, I didn't, I had no want to debate. I don't care. (laughs) Like in that sense, I have no want to do that. And then he came later and he's like, actually, uh, there isn't, he's, he's like, he was like atheist, didn't believe any of that stuff. And yet he still came and said, yeah, there is something you can, you can pray for. But it's just that it's not, um, you don't have to debate with them. You don't have to know the 12 points of, of Jesus' yeah. existence. You, he exists in you. Mm-hmm. They're going to know he's real because you're showing evidence. You're going to be different. You're not going to be like some aesthetic monk who's like, I never have drank in my life and I've never smoked and I've never done anything. And I am, <laughs> I I am completely <laughs> set apart from everyone. And I'm holy and you shouldn't cuss around me. I'm holy. <laughs> You're not going to be like that. You're going to be a funny guy who can laugh and get, cut up with them and just have fun. Yeah. You know, that's, that's why they came to Jesus more because he had joy more than any of his brethren. He was cutting mm-hmm. up all the time. You look at the Bible and you start seeing him not as a staunch like, oh, you see how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. But he's really like, you see how hard it is for the, uh, <laughs> the rich to enter the kingdom of heaven? It'd be easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle for them for them to get into the kingdom of heaven. <laughs> or um, he's like, you, you, you whitewashed tombs. You're, you have dead men's bone on, so you're white on the outside. You're clean on the outside, but you have dead men's bone on the inside. You start seeing him that way. Mm-hmm. He was joking the entire time. Or he's like, if you got faith of a mustard seed, you could speak to this mountain, be moved, and it would it'd be cast into the sea. You start <laughs> seeing the humor of Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we were. I don't know if you've seen this or not. Uh, it's called The Chosen. It's a series that's being put out right now uh that's like on jesus's life and everything it's lit fam Uh, (laughs) like it is so good and you just see jesus not as like this stoic figure you just kind of see him like every day like they they do some exposition to kind of build the characters up and everything but it's just such like you can feel the spirit all day like this is good good (laughs) stuff uh but yeah it's just like that you know like he's and every day, he, you know, yeah. he, he was a man, mm-hmm. you know, full of God, full of man. But yeah. like, he wasn't like, 
Mm, yes, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, some wise sage. <laughs> yeah, like he wasn't walking around with his hands in his cloak and, you yeah. know, like hovering, mm-hmm. you know, the kingdom is not here. Yeah. <laughs> but there, there was a point you were making where when people, you would ask them about, you know, well, what does, you know, what gods do you not agree with and everything. Yeah. And one thing that I've found a lot recently is when you know, I, I'm talking to somebody and I'm talking about, you know, being spiritual or whatever. They're like, well, I'm not religious. I'm like, neither am I. Yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? And I was like, I, I don't like religion. And they're like, they're like, what? They, yeah. They're <laughs> flabbergasted by that because it's not about, you know, mm-hmm. your church attendance. It's not about, you know, what you're wearing to church. Yep. It's not about... You know, did you do X, Y, and Z before you came to church? You mm-hmm. know, did have you felt the extreme guilt, yeah. you know, and shame <laughs> and all of this? Because that's not of God. And I, I think that that is a misconception right there is when you've done something wrong and you ask for forgiveness, God doesn't put shame and guilt on you. Yeah. That is something of the enemy mm-hmm. because I know that – Anytime that, you know, I, it might be something little or it might, it might be something big, you know, like, God, forgive me. And then it's like, all right, it's taken care of. And then it's like, ah, and then it like <laughs> tries to jump on you. And that is not of God. Yeah. But like so many people think religion is like what we're peddling. Yeah. And it ain't. <laughs> it's Jesus and everything that he's about because I can care less if I if I you know walk into a church building, because God's with me all the time. Yeah, you know I'm I'm the temple. Yep. Uh, I who was saying it the other day? It it might it was you. That's who it was. I think it was you. Yeah. I don't know. You were talking about. I feel like it might have been you. It was like God. Earth was not big enough for God, but He made us His temple. Yeah. 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 How he said. He said, "How can you?" make me a temple when the earth is my footstool and heaven's my Mm -hmm. throne Mm -hmm. and yet he made us his place that he abides we're called his temple the place he said if you follow me he's like i and the father will come and we'll have we'll live inside of you we'll make you our home Mm -hmm. so you're bigger on the inside than you are on the outside like the tardis yeah (laughs) (laughs) that was just an awesome point Mm -hmm. the other night but it, it's it's about that. It's like having that communion with him, and it's not about you know not wearing any makeup and not chewing gum in church, and mm-hmm. you know you can't watch TV or any of yeah. these like things, or you got to wear a white button up shirt, and you know that all of those things that have been man made. And uh, Paul talks about it in Philippians about you know being aware of man made things to make up for not being close to God. Yeah. And that's all the church doing those things. It's not, you know, anybody else, but the people in the church is like, ah, I'm not close enough to God, but I can do this. Yeah. I can make this much more difficult physically than spiritually, and mm-hmm. I'll be closer to him. And that, like, but then that, like, paying penance or whatever you want to call it, you know, it's saying that what Jesus did was not enough. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So it's just, it all comes full circle. It's just not, not what we're 
probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's no no penance to be paid, no Hail Marys, nothing like that. Um, no, I have to wear a hair he, shirt. <laughs> he told the uh, Pharisees, he says, you go out and make one, you travel the world to make one proselyte, and then you make him seven times more the son of hell than you are. And he also says, you put heavy burdens on men, but you won't even lift your pinky to help them with that weight that you put on them. And you see, mm. even in the New Testament, uh, Paul had to get on to Peter. And he's like, I got onto him publicly and said, you, being a Jew, live like the Gentiles. But when James's homies come around, mm-hmm. you start acting like a Jew and you brought everyone. Why would you then condemn those who you live like when the other ones come around to impress them? Mm. You know, saying you're being a hypocrite because yeah. he's like he's like all the Jewish people started acting like that. They started getting all clickish when James's people came around, and he's like, "That's not how it how it should be," yeah. um, because they even when they're like, "Okay, what do we give the Gentiles then?" And I think they give him three things. They said, "Don't eat uh, meat sacrificed to idols. Don't eat food with um, blood still in it, and don't uh, just don't be sexually immoral." Literally like three things. And he's like, that's all. Because like we, we can't even uphold the law, but like here's three things that we think are pretty good, you know. Go ahead and do those things. And you don't gonna get circumcised, you're good. No. You know? yeah. <laughs> he uh he had that where he had to fight that so much that he's like, Look guys, I just hope the people who are telling you to circumcise themselves would castrate themselves. Yeah. Because <laughs> Jeez. He does. Yeah, he said yeah, I know. <laughs> he said that and it was I was like, you know, that's my dog right there. <laughs> because that's the people who who think, you know, you gotta wear your Sunday best on Sunday and they try to give all these reasons as to why you do this mm-hmm. and it brings more glory to God and I'm like, it doesn't <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, are you dressing it? Because I know so many people who they go to church on a Sunday and they're like, okay, I got washed up all that stuff. And then they go live like hell Monday through Saturday. Yeah. And they think that's what, that, that is religion. That in itself is yeah. religion because you cleaned yourself up on Sunday and then you go back and, you know, or, or the misconception of we're just human brother. We're always going to sin brother. Um, I can't help it. Any of that stuff. Romans seven. Well, you didn't read Romans six if you <laughs> if, you're, if, you're stu- if you're stuck in Romans seven, um, but yeah, just because he said we're no longer account anyone according to the flesh. Where he said he Paul said multiple times, I have to speak to you like you're mere humans because of the weakness of your flesh. I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't grow in the spirit, so yeah, he had to treat them like mere humans because that's all they had the intellect for. But that means right there. That we aren't just mere humans. We aren't. We're of heaven now. We're sojourners on the earth. So, no, I'm not just human, brother. And, no, yeah, if I do slip up and mess up, I have an advocate with the Father, but I don't have an advocate with the Father so I can slip up. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we don't have that. We're always going to sin. We're always going to, we're all falling short of the glory of God, brother. Well, sure. And then Christ came. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And redeemed us all to the glory of God. We fell short and were redeemed by no power or means of our own. Mm-hmm. So now we're redeemed to glory. We have no sin nature. There's not two things battling in there. The devil's not powerful. And that's another thing, mm-hmm. um, you know, because there's so many. I I just recently, the past few months, stopped like watching horror movies and things like that. because, And I watched them for the whole time I've been saved. And I was like, I don't know what. 
everyone's big deals with horror movies and everything. And but I was like feeding on them, and like I'd be that guy, and everyone's screaming, and you hear, <laughs> I'd be that guy at the horror movies. Nothing scared me like that. Um, but I began to see it always put the Christian so small or the Catholic person so small. And they're like trying to fight this de- this devil. And the devil's like, oh, I'm big and bad. Yeah. <laughs> but in all reality, the devil's a withering branch coming to nothing. And God is all powerful. Yeah. Um, so I think we need to start making, you know, anti-horror movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and just to kind of go off that, everybody's in the world has tried to paint God and the devil as like equals. Equals. But God created Lucifer, which he was an mm-hmm. angel originally. A created being is not as powerful as the creator. Yeah. It's not like that is not how it works. He's much lower yeah. than what God is. And I think that that knowledge in and of itself, it's like, oh, well, I've got God on my side. Yeah. And I, there's this created being trying to come against me. Yeah. Huh? Okay. I've got the all powerful. I've got the <laughs> I've got the weaponry of heaven. Yeah, and like that that just fixes it right then and there. Yeah, and I think another thing, cause all my misconceptions are going for are just ones that I know that are in the church. Another misconception is that God's way of it's dualism. That God's way over there, yeah, and that we're way over here. Mm. There's no distance though. We are he. Jesus said, "I want you to know this: that I'm in the Father, you're in me, and I'm in you." Mm-hmm. That we're seated in heavenly places. We're seated at the right hand of God right now. We are. We are united. He he prayed in John 17, like you said, Lord, let us be united as they are. And <laughs> he's trying to clean up this water. Uh, he has to make clean of his mess, guys. Um, let us be united. Uh, or let them be united as we are united. Then let them then let them be united with us. Mm-hmm. And so we're in complete, you know, mystical union right now as we sit at this table. We're united with God. Oh, another thing, you don't have to invite the Holy Spirit into the building. For one, you don't have to pray and let the Holy Spirit come or 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 your worship doesn't bring the Holy Spirit. Your prayer doesn't bring the Holy Spirit. Nothing you do brings the Holy Spirit. The only thing that brought the Holy Spirit was when Christ came. And he said, he's coming. And that's it. That's literally all that has to happen is that Christ has come. And, And so now we have the Holy Spirit. We're completely united with him. We're new creations. Um, we're no longer sinners saved by grace. We're sons revealed. And that, that's, that's all, all it is. You know, there's more misconceptions. I honestly want to go against it in the church than I do outside of the church. Um, because the outside of the church, I ain't worried about them. You know, <laughs> once the church realizes who they are, they'll go to the outside of the church and they'll start just being friends and loving people. Like you brought up, um, like we don't have to summon the Holy Spirit or yeah. whatever, and like, um, there's like there's somebody in my life who, um, like they have had physical issues, and there was one day where it was like, um, and they're a believer. <coughs> And they were like, it's like, well, 
just, you know, if you could pray for me and pray whatever spirits that you pray to. And it was like the Holy one. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, we, we pray to the same Jesus. <laughs> like, um, you pray to space wizard Jesus. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> The, what, what is it? The spaghetti god? Or uh, spaghetti monster. The flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> yeah. uh, joking. Um, but <coughs> it's like, I think I think there's a lot of the church that doesn't have an emphasis on the Holy Spirit because mm. it's like um, I I know, at least for me growing up, it was like, it's like, yeah, the Holy Spirit's there and he's like my conscience or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, Jiminy Cricket. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's Um, good. That's good. (laughs) But it's like the power of the Holy Spirit and that he really, I can have like this intimate relationship with him and God isn't far off because if I put him far off, it takes the responsibility off of me mm-hmm. because he's not living inside mm-hmm. of me. Yep. And um, that's been a major thing for me. Um, and, like, and, and I think, like, whenever that person said, like, um, you know, whatever spirits you pray to, it's like the fact that we include the holy spirit in it but it's like it's not like we summon the holy spirit or whatever and like and even like like as a worship leader it's like you know there's these songs about um like there's a really famous one that's just called holy spirit it's like you know holy spirit you're welcome here and it's like i mean i it's a great song and everything but it's like um he's not someone that we have to like summon and um you know he's living inside of us i think our awareness mm. of him is and i have a point mm-hmm. to that the reason people want to invite the holy spirit or they think worship brings the presence of the lord cuz he inhabits the praises of his people right no he inhabits his people um, he inhabited praise, but now he inhabits his people. Um, they do all these things because they're only used to their only their only awareness is the external presence manifestation on their body. Mm. They're not used to the indwelling. Like right now, I feel his presence. I feel his presence at all times. Uh-huh. Yeah. When I wake up, at all times, it's just a constant knowledge that he's here. Mm-hmm. He's with me, and if he, if I don't feel it, I know he's still here. He's with me. He said, I'll never leave me or forsake me. That's why we need to um, get a basis in the truth of the gospel, the truth of the word of God. Then we'll have that constant knowledge. And just like yesterday, church was done, and they were just praying for this uh, one lady at my church, and I was just hanging around, and everyone left. And it's like I felt this tug on the inside, and it was just a light little tug, like, you know, hey. And I I just started talking. And I walked around the chairs, and... Two hours later, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I I was crying in the corner um, Mm -hmm. just from the presence of the Lord. But like we think we need to summon his presence, but he's trying to summon our presence. Yeah. Yeah. Really what I mean by that, he's trying to make (laughs) us aware of him. Mm -hmm. That's all he was doing then and saying, hey, you know, (laughs) you know, no one's around. What's up? Mm 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I just started talking, and I was like, well, Lord, I just walk, I, that's what I do. So I'm going to walk around the chairs, and I'll just ramble. Because I'm like, Lord, I'm not even sure what to pray about. Because, like, I don't have a – I've never had, like, a prayer life where I set hours aside, and I'm like cause, – because I'm constantly – like, when I first got saved, and I mentioned this before, I just started talking out loud. Yeah. All the time. And people would be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, talking out loud. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I would just explain. I'm like, well, I'm just talking, and I believe the Lord hears me. And I believe, you know, I'm leaving the conversation open. And it just made him real to me when I'm talking out loud. Yeah. Yeah. And so I've always had this constant. And as it developed, like even now, there's just you, – you start learning that prayer is not the words you say, but the communion that you mm. share with him. And then the word, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So as he fills your heart, he gives you the very words to pray. And so yeah. people think they're like, I don't like praying because, oh, it's so tiring. But that's because they're praying. Mm-hmm. But he says he put a Holy Spirit in you that prays in utterances that you can't even voice. Yeah. And who can know the spirit of uh, the heart of a man but a spirit of the man? Mm. And so the Holy Spirit searches the depths of the heart of God, and our spirit that he made alive searches the depths of us. And then we go back to Psalms, deep calls unto deep. Yeah. Mm. And so there's, even right now, all three of us are in prayer. Right now. But we're not saying anything. It might, yeah. it might manifest at times with words. Mm-hmm. But if people would begin to learn, the very awareness of God is prayer. Then they would realize when he said pray continually, that's what he was talking about. He wasn't talking about shama, shama, shama for 24 7 or, <laughs> or Lord, I just thank you for uh, my parents. I thank you that my day's going to be good. I thank you that I got my bills paid. I thank you that I got, you know, those things are all well and good and you can do those. This is like training wheels. Um, <laughs> but when you get into that yeah. contemplative, just constant awareness of him, and that's all that happened, I just, I've become familiar with that. Hey, what's up? How you doing? You know, it's not like he came then and he just was in there, but he highlighted like wanting to have a moment with me. And I could have not engaged and went about my day. Yeah. And he wouldn't have been mad or nothing, but I would have missed that two hours of just talking yeah. with him. And, and him, what's what he'll do is he'll put a song, he'll like, I'll just start talking with him. And then like a song will come up and I'll just start singing the song and then we'll go into something else. And then we'll go back to the song and we're just like, it's like a dance of, uh, I don't, you know, it's just awesome. But like I literally ended up in the corner of the church, just crying, <laughs> and just loving on him, and he was giving me the words to sing. And so once people get the misconception, the mis a big misconception is our part. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In this Christian life. Yeah. The biggest misconception is that we got to do this, we got to do this, we got to do this. But if you couldn't save yourself. What do you think makes you think you can walk <laughs> after him? If he, if no one it says no, no one can know me unless the Father reveals me to them. Yeah. You have to as you get into the Word, you start realizing you have less and less part of this, and oh, you're yeah. you're like, I'm just gonna hang out, right? And he's like, Oh, you're learning to rest, huh? What? <laughs> you're learning to rest? That doesn't that sound crazy. You're learning to rest. That's the weirdest of things. Just like with what I was dealing with earlier. That's why I didn't want to talk about it because I had the thing that good time Sunday. I knew all this stuff was just thoughts that were going through my head. Um, and it's just that that constant, that rest in him, not taking the steering wheel, not trying to take control. And it, and it looks crazy sometimes because when you step back, it might not look like things are one step after the other, you know. Um, but he starts giving these little things to be obedient in, these little things. It's like, hey, you should have. 
you should do that. Or, uh, you know, you should tell your mom you love her more. Just very basic things. And you're like, oh, I want to go raise the dead <laughs> right now. <laughs> so you go yeah. find dead people and you're like, get up. When do I send to work? And I'm angry now, Lord. I don't want to see him. You said I could. And he's like, I didn't say you could right now. <laughs> and what am I saying to you right now? You shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Mm. Um, and so that's why it's not religion. That's why it is relationship. Yes. But relationship, you can turn. Uh, same guy was talking how we can turn relationship into religion. We can turn relationship into an idol, and we gotta make sure we're in relationship. No, it's it's the simple the simple resting in him. I heard a good point uh, be made where I was actually listening to a Catholic priest who was talking to his name's Thomas Merton. And he was asking them, you know, why do we do this? Why do we do this? And all these guys are giving subjective answers, things that mm. were affecting them, their personal reasons for doing it. And he's like, I'm looking for objective. Mm -hmm. And he's talking about when you go and let's say we worship the Lord. Was he worshiped because we felt like he was worshiped? Or did the worship, was the worship in itself worship to God? Mm. And he's like, as you stop yeah. looking subjectively, at how you're influenced by what you do, you'll actually have more fervor. Because when I go and do this, I'm worshiping God. Yeah. When I go and I have contemplated in silence, I'm worshiping God. Did I hear him during that time? No. But is that act worship? It is. And so as you begin to get your mind off of how I'm benefited from doing this, mm -hmm. that's what people don't want to pray because they're not benefited. They don't like worship because they're not benefited. All these things, they want to be benefited. But if they would realize our lives are meant to just worship him, no matter how we're benefited, yeah. <laughs> we would do those things more and we'd start seeing more benefits. Because once you get your eyes off of yourself, you're actually worshiping. Once you mm -hmm. get your eyes off, your, you're actually walking in love. You're not like, oh, I'm going to pray for you to be healed. Okay, did I see it? No, that's a mark on me. I must have done something wrong. Mm. I need to go pray more, man. I'm going to. I'm sorry. I'm going to go pray and summon the Holy Spirit a little bit more. Bring some, you know, Dragon Ball Z fire. <laughs> blow some shofars, prayer shawls, <laughs> peacock feathers, gold dust, I mean, all this stuff. The wrestler? But if they get off if, <laughs> if they get off that and just know, okay, no, he says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And so we go and we just, we do that. And mm -hmm. we continue. The, the, the subjective fact does mm. not avert the objective of what he says. God was kind of putting this in me. Um, so many times we want a formula. Yep. We want a formula that works. We want to be able to plug in Holy Spirit yeah. plus prayer equals big paycheck. Yep. Or prayer plus worship equals new house. Uh -huh. And like all of these things are breakthrough or whatever. And it doesn't work like that because God's kingdom is the upside down kingdom. Mm -hmm. Like what is up is down. What is down is up. And we have to be okay with that. Like I just kind of given my, uh, I worked really hard to like try to like make YouTube like this big thing. I've watched tons mm -hmm. of videos. Like, yeah. oh, you do these five steps and your YouTube's yeah. going to grow and all this. And there's so <laughs> many of those videos out there. But it don't work, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there's there's something else that has to happen. Like mm -hmm. you can grind, you can do all of these yep. things, you can plug in the formula, 
But if it was that simple, everybody, everybody do it. Yep. But with God, it's just trust it. Yeah. It's like putting that trust in him mm-hmm. and just like, it's all you, man. I'm going to let you take it. You know, yeah. it's not on me. I can't do any of this without you. So I'm going to just put my faith in you and just let it go. Let it go, bro. Yeah. Our worship is to believe. They mm-hmm. said, what works must we do to do what you're doing? And he said, this is John 6, 28 and 29. Your work is this, that you believe in him and him who he sent. You didn't go any, you just, that's literally <laughs> believe. Yeah. Believe. Yeah. Because you find in just believing is harder for us than trying to do. Yeah. When you can wake up and say, Lord, you got a bill. Lord, you got a sickness in your body. Uh, Lord, you got, you know, and start putting it all on him. Because he said he owns us, right? Where he's purchased us, right? Mm -hmm. Does a possession take care of itself or the one who possesses it? Mm. Does a creation take care of itself or the one who created it? Does Mm. clay mold itself or does the clay maker mold it? Mm. See, we begin to get, once we meditate on that mindset, and the Lord's not sitting up there like, oh, trying to put it all on me he's like please <laughs> i literally put it all on myself on the cross i became because it says anyone who's hung on a tree is doubly cursed yeah and he came and he hung on a tree took our curse took our shame took our everything yeah and so if that doesn't show you that he wants to still take everything that he has taken everything like Isaiah 53, he's acquainted with suffering. He's taken our pain. He's taken our transgression. He's taken all these things. If we don't make that our meditation, we're going to think there's still a part for us to play. Yeah. When the part for us to play is to believe. And yes, do we act from there? But we act from there, not to there. Yeah. And I know this has been a saying, you know, be, to do, be to do, not do to be. And I'm like, that's still, I when a word becomes so, a phrase that hurts me almost because people have boiled it down so cliche Yeah, and they hear the word phrase and they're like, Oh yeah, I know. Right. Brother, uh, be to do, uh, not do to be. And, and then it just, it has, it has no depth. It's like, it's like, a little, it's like, it's like water <laughs> off a duck's back. It mm-hmm. didn't soak in there. Well, you, you got to make it Instagrammable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag take, be to do, not do to be. They didn't take that time to go, Lord. So you're saying, like, I've spent hours, and that's not even the work. It's just me meditating on what he's already said. I'm like, Lord, are you saying, even after me doing, I do some stuff, and I'm like, this didn't work. So you're saying, because I, I can see again, I tried again, didn't work. So you're saying, I do less, I get more. i do less you do more you know and paul was like remove this from me remove this from me remove this from me and the lord's like "Eh, my strength's made perfect in your weakness so no (laughs) 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 i'm not gonna um because he wants us reliant on him and he doesn't doesn't mean he put us in, in situations or makes us reliant but he won't even give us a lot until we're what if us being faithful in the little is just trusting him with the little? Mm-hmm. And, and then he gives us much because we won't be the king. He'll make us ruler, but we won't be self-rulers. We'll be yeah. co-union, uh. <laughs> seated with him type of rulers. And the little bit that we have, we just say, because everyone, everyone has a little bit. 
If you're homeless, you have a little bit. It's called you're homeless. And you have to go, Lord, I can't get myself out of homelessness. You have to. That's your little bit. Or you with a production company. Lord, I can't build this on my own. And I could watch every YouTube video there is and (laughs) figure it out, Lord. You've seen me. I've tried it, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) But I've learned, Lord, build it, Father. And I trust you. And then you make it a place of communion where you're not seeing anymore. Because like he told me, he told me, he said, Judah, you're... Um, you've had a paycheck to paycheck God mindset for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And that's just because that's your, you, but you've always thought I, that God wants to do anything for me, but you never believed that I could. Yeah. And he's like, that's because your dad always wanted to do anything for you, but he wasn't able to. Mm-hmm. And he, then you projected that onto me. It's not your father's fault. You took that, you took it as evidence and you put it on me. And, and so now he's like, I'm going to show you how I actually am, that I want to do everything and that I can't do everything in your life. And so now that's my meditation. And just like with that time yesterday and he's calling me into that and, you know, um, I'm listening to stuff about contemplative prayer where it's just chilling, you know, and just keeping that focus, that meditation on him and, and doing that. Um, and see, cause I, I go from a lot of different places. Um, cause I know where, what I believe and I'm not, and it's a coming from a Catholic priest because they're they're monks. And so they're coming thinking, and he's talking from a place of, when I do this, then I'll be joined with God. But I'm coming from the scriptures that says, I am united with him. Yeah. So I'm contemplating my already union, mm-hmm. not to be unified, but that I am unified. And so I can take that little bit of what he's saying, see that and go, yeah, okay, I can see the Lord in that and take it. But... Like even even today at work, I was just meditating on him. It's just it's it's all it takes. Like I've said that multiple times now, but that's the it's called belief, and that's the only work he's ever required of us is belief. Yeah. I was just thinking like the conversation took an interesting turn. It was just like I think. It's like we've been saying, like we overcomplicate things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You don't have to. Nope. Nope. Well, there you have it, everybody. It went from uh, an all right episode to something that was much better than planned. <laughs> and that's the Holy Spirit, y'all. <laughs> 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 oh. So we hope you enjoyed the episode. Please make sure you like, share, subscribe. We've got podcast version and all that. Uh, put it out to people and be like, man, mm-hmm. this was good. I got good stuff from this. Yeah. And it ain't us. It's God. Like, yeah. Trust me, my version of this episode, way different and really <laughs> not that great. And God just took it. He's like, I'll help him out. <laughs> so take it, share it. We would love for you to do that. So more people get to hear how awesome Jesus is. Yeah. He's awesome. He, he's a homie. Mm-hmm. Well, one yeah. of the boys. <laughs> uh, please do that. And um, Amy, you'll pray us out. Do it. Pressure. <laughs> <clears throat> Lord, I just thank you. Amen. That <laughs> you love us. And I just thank you for your truth. Yes. Because it. 
it fixes all the misconceptions, mm. Lord. And I thank you for everyone who is under the sound of my voice. Lord, I pray that um, they would just be blessed by this word. And Lord, I pray that you would just continue to give us revelation and take us further into your word. And I just thank you for where you where you have brought us to and where we are going in the future. We love you and we thank you. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. All right, there we go, everybody. This has been Zach. And Amy. And Shad and Judah. <laughs> <laughs> Have a blessed week. Goodbye. Thank you.